Hey, Buckner and E-Bomb podcast listeners, this is going to be a two-part podcast, episode number 60. This is episode 60, part one. A little bit more comedic. Enjoy. It's the Buckner and E-Bomb podcast. Using up all your bandwidth one show at a time. You can now listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and as always, on SoundCloud. Just type Buckner and E-Bomb into the search bar and let the sultry sounds wash you away. Follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buckner and E-Bomb. What up, 2016? It's the Buckner and E-Bomb podcast back at you, episode 60. Having in your earbuds. That's what you're probably listening to right now unless you're listening to your Bluetooth wireless speaker you got from Santa Claus because you were a good boy and girl and he hooked it up fat. Over on the other side of the of the speakers that you're tuning into is my boy Dustin Ellenberger, all the way from Mesa, Arizona. What's up, man? What up? You may be listening to it straight on your new headphones while you at the gym for your New Year's resolutions. You got to get Ow! in there with the revolutioners. Revolution, uh. evolution for those New Year's resolutions, baby. 2016. A uh, lot of lot of fun stuff uh, happening. Buckner, you have a uh, good New Year so far? I had a great New Year so far, man. Uh, Rock the Casbah with some of my coworkers. Uh, you might know Gina from episode 55, 56, I believe. Um, she uh, kicked it with uh, some other coworkers and whatnot. We did some karaoke. We sang some songs. We ate some chips and dip. We blew up some fireworks when 2016 came around. All around, good time. Actually, Christmas. you know what? Before I go, I want to also give a shout out to my new homie, Chris, who I met at New Year's, and we started talking about podcasts, and we're Facebook friends, and he saw the post that we podcast. He's listened to almost every single one of our episodes, and he loves it. Why not every single episode? Because he hasn't had time yet, man. I mean, 60 episodes, that's a lot of episodes to get to. He's, he's listened to about 20 of them, and he says, you guys are so funny. And... And, and why isn't he, oh, like, a what? super oh. big fan? Oh, 20 isn't enough for you, Dustin? You're never satisfied. You know, for 2016, your resolution should be to be more satisfied with Fist life. Fist it, though. That's not your call to make. Your, that, you cannot make my resolutions for me. That's not your call. <laughs> my New Year's resolution is to be more angry all the time! It's like you're channeling Sam Kinison, I feel like. I don't... Where were you on New Year? Did you not get like my multiple FaceTime requests on New Year's Eve? Like I was trying to get a hold of you over and over and over again. Uh, I was in my bed at New Year's and I was crying into my pillow. I was trying to get a hold of you so somebody could console me. Uh, you could figuratively hold me as well while I was bawling my eyes out saying goodbye. To 2015 because 2015 was so wonderful it was so great hard to top 2015 buckner we had a, a fun time with the podcast a lot of great guests uh this isn't a, a, an end of the year review or anything like that but we had a, a bunch of fun people on uh cool stuff happening and uh i i felt a little bit like that dude um who was like crying like <laughs> Brit- leave Brittany alone. That was me trying to FaceTime you for like 25 minutes. Oh, you mean uh, Chris Crocker. Is that his name? Yeah. How do you know and How- making money off of her. She's a human. <laughs> How do, you, how do you know that guy's name? What you don't realize is that Brittany's making you all this money and all you do is write a bunch of crap about her. She hasn't performed on stage in years. Her song is called Give Me More for a Reason because all you people want is more, 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 more. <laughs> all we want is more podcasts. That's like what I want from your friend Chris. I want you to listen to more. Listen more, more, more. So demanding. Such a demanding human being, Dustin. Golly. Uh, did, did Santa bring you a new hoverboard? No, I didn't ask Santa for a hoverboard. Santa, Santa hooked it up. Santa hooked ah. Did Santa hook it up or did my homies hook it up? I think my homies hooked it up via Santa. Via Santa, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I ended up from another friend, Chris, uh, my BMW homie. He got me like a, a cool European plate for the car. Um, like one of those long, like thin plates. Yeah, like they're from Germany or something. Kind of give your car a little German flavor. Thought that was. I like. Sweet. The, I, I I really like those. I, I, that that adds a cool element to a car. Probably not legal, so I might not drive around with it all the time. But if I'm gonna go to a car show here, because I tend to go to those once in a while, I'll probably throw it on for that. Uh, I got a lot of golf stuff from uh, the people that I live with, which was sweet because one thing, if you golf, you go through a lot of golf balls, you go through a lot of golf tees. So they hooked it up in the golf tee and the golf ball department. That was super sick. You know why I don't golf? Why? Because I would go through a lot of golf clubs as well. (laughs) Ah! Breaking them Bo Jackson style like over my knee, like snap. (laughs) Um, I got a, a mojito mixer from a friend thought that was pretty cool i got uh a bunch of i got a really cool photography book from mom and dad that was tight thank you mom and dad appreciate that what what are you what are you getting for your birthday your birthday's right around the corner it's january 13th buckner nebon podcast listeners um i don't know I've not how hard is, how hard is that we may have discussed this last year but it is so long ago it's, it's 360 days ago we discussed this if we would have how difficult is it for you um, having your birthday so close to Christmas? Do you feel like you got the shaft a little bit? Be honest. Dude, I don't know any different. It's like been yeah. this way my entire life. So how it used to work out when I was a little kid, and I always wanted like, oh, I want like a, a Nintendo Entertainment System and a new bike. And my mom and dad would be like, well, your birthday is right around the corner. I don't think Santa Claus can bring you all that. So it kind of got divvied up. So you'd get the NES for Christmas, and then birthday is the bike. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. that's usually how it went down. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But, the, you know, you get to a point now, you're in your, your 30s, you don't really need anything. All you really want is, like, a really good meal with your friends and uh, maybe a, a kick-ass party of some sort. I mean, if I want to go out and get, like, a, a sweet new, like, jacket or shoes or something, I'll just go out and get that myself. More exactly. so than anything. That's how I feel. More so than anything is just uh, having a cool night with your friends and just going out and celebrating. I mean, 37, man. 37 years young, my friend. Got a, you, you got a lot of years to go. It's just one of those ages where I get to the – I act like I'm a, a strong 24-year-old most days. Um, you know, going out and getting crazy at the at the at the bar and the clubs, not really my thing anymore. But I feel like when I'm out on my mountain bike, when I'm out snowboarding, when I'm doing that type of stuff, I'm still going as hard as I ever have. It's just that I run out of gas when it comes to, like, the late nights and stuff like that. You, yeah, you don't have the energy you once had. Totally understandable. Because uh, do you remember back in the day? You do because we did the show together uh, when we were in college. We would get up, do the morning show, get done, go to school, yep. and then go to work. And yep. then if you were lucky, there'd be like a killer house party or something like that. We'd go rip it up there and then do it all over again the next day without even blinking an eye. And we would have like these... Uh, behind the scenes jobs where we weren't being the on-air talent um, that we had to do stuff so like for a while I was like sales manager and then I was production director so I would have to do a bunch of like promo spots and and I was selling air trying to sell uh, a little bit of airtime for for a college radio station it was a little tough because you weren't really selling airtime but we would do wondered. under you know we would underwrite stuff I always wondered so we, how that worked can you can you tell me a little bit more like how did that work with the college and you trying to make money on the side through the radio station? Were you like filtering it through kind of like a hedge fund? Or yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly. Yeah, I had a like little pause. Keep like, going. You were kind of like ISIS trying to run guns through the border, and you were doing it like, uh, you know, hey, uh, come over here, and we'll uh, sign this thing over here, and we'll move these over here, and you don't have to. Uh, don't look over here. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and, and what I would do is I'd say, hey, you know, give us a little bit of money and you'll make more money off of your money, but then I'm going to go invest it over here, but then I was, like, skimming off the top. Uh, but, you You're know, like the Bernie <laughs> Madoff of college radio. Yeah. 
And our our our, co- our college radio was kind of like the Wilpons, the uh, <laughs> the Mets owners. They got just <laughs> totally ripped off, by the way, uh, by the Madoffs, but or by Madoff. Uh, no, what what I would do is like I remember we needed new like big banners uh, for for KGRG, and so I contacted a. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the shop that it was. It was in Auburn, Washington. But it was like a print place. They, they, they did signs. And so they did these big, they, they did two or three big signs. And uh, in exchange, we just like promoted them for, you know, a couple of weeks saying, hey, if you need any, you know, work done, blah, 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 go over to, you know, Auburn Pro Signs. Or, you know, I, I don't remember the name of the place. And so we got the big banners. Um, for like benefit shows, for when we were out with the tent and out at different various locations, and so that's like I, I did that. That was kind of probably more of a promotions thing, but I was also trying. I was contacting people. I just opened up the yellow pages back then, and I just started looking through stuff. That's so funny. Because and like- then and, and and then like for um and, and and we did the same thing. Oh, um, we did UPS. And so UPS was looking for um, <laughs> you're you're gonna laugh at this one. They were looking for package handlers, Buckner. Hey Yeah. So um, I myself, I'm I I know how to I I I'm not one to shy away from handling a package. And so <laughs> I took the, I took the package and I said, I'm gonna f- what? I'm gonna fondle this package to see what's inside. Yeah. Now I'm going to see if there's any goodies inside of it. <laughs> and <laughs> Did you find two big round goodies? So, uh, <laughs> we, what, are we were doing... round, what are these two round meaty goodies? Feels like a big thing of meatballs in here. If you remember your high school sports at all, Federway High School, you went to, I went to Thomas Jefferson, uh, but then there was like Puyallup and Rogers and Decatur and Auburn, all, all these different schools, they were in the South Puget Sound Sports League, I think, SPSL. And so we sponsored um, the SPSL like college football or high school football game of the week. And so I, and that was um, that was like Friday nights for like, you know, two and a half months and that was brought to you by UPS. Oh, that's cool. Like the yo- local UPS, like, you know, go online, check them out, blah, blah, blah. And so we got a few hundred bucks from them to do that. And that I don't know what that money went to. Um, I got like a 10% cut of that sort of, you know, sort of thing. So it was like 50 or 100 bucks. It might have been a $1,000 like promo fee. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. And little so do we ago. know what Dustin was shipping across the country in UPSAO. Free shipping and handling. Don't ask what's in the box. <laughs> solid packages getting sent around, you know? So, uh, no, so th- that was it. Um, and w- what were we getting at? Uh, we were getting at what it was like to try to be a salesperson. No, what, what you were talking about is station. we could do the show and we would have all this unlimited energy. But that's why in 2016, we've got B and E energy drink. That's right. Now with new Akai Berry Blast flavored, uh, we we were talking to the mixologists over the weekend. They were going to come up because we wanted to come up with a signature flavor to celebrate the fact that the Seahawks are once again going into the postseason. So we thought, what if we took the delicious flavor of Skittles from Marshawn Lynch a little bit of turf grass to represent, of course, the field, playing football field. Maybe uh, some sweat from the brow of uh, uh, Baldwin, Doug Baldwin. Sure. And, and, and maybe some acai berries because those are a great antioxidant and chock full of energy. You know what's funny is I, I buy the fake brand of, uh, of vitamin water. I buy Vitarain from Kirkland <laughs> brand. <laughs> From Costco. And what it. am I drinking right now? I'm drinking a Kai Blueberry Pomegranate. And you did not know that because we don't ever discuss before the podcast what we're actually eating because it wants our drinking because we want it to – I always want it to be a surprise to see if, you know it, – it's like going to the prom. Like, you know, you're we wearing the same dress to the prom. Yeah. It's embarrassing sometimes, but we're not next to each other. On occasion, we've eaten Chick-fil-A on the same night. Um, I think that's you know. funny. Um, so I, I'm actually drinking that right now. But be in the energy drink. 
Akai blueberry Skittle flavor. <laughs> right. With the essence of Doug Baldwin's sweat and turf grass. Sounds delicious. And it'll get you through your it'll get you through your hectic day mm-hmm. in the brand new year of 2016. That's it will find uh, B&E energy drink on the Periscope. You'll also find it at your uh, local Maverick, where um, <laughs> it's the last stop before adventure begins, or something. Whatever the. Did you get that? Uh, did you get that photo that I sent you when I was uh, pumping gas at Maverick? No. When? Oh my gosh. I'm going to send you this photo right now. Actually, I'll just tell you the story. So if you are aware of what the Maverick Gas Station Company is, they're a line of gas stations that are pretty typical in and or around Utah. I think their main offices are up north in Salt Lake City. And so every time you go into a Maverick Gas Station – not only do they have their own brand of like burritos and hot dogs and breakfast type items, they also have like the all the walls are painted like you're about to go mountain biking and it shows some people like riding mountain bikes and it shows some guy driving his 4x4 Jeep over some rocks and it's all painted the same way, the same murals, okay? Whoever painted these murals, whoever is the artist behind those is a little pervy and here's why. I'm pumping gas at the gas pump, getting ready to, uh, you know, I was just out of gas, so I was, and, and I'm looking at this caricature of a girl riding a jet ski, okay? And she's got, like, long black hair and some really cool shades on and, like, a bikini top, but she has on, like, a wetsuit thing on top for safety, but then I noticed... <laughs> The massive amounts of moose knuckle that the guy decided to draw oh. into the caricature of the cartoon on the gas pump that I'm pumping at. And I'm like, are you flipping kidding me right now? Like, nobody's going to notice that? Oh, no, wait. That's just the shadows. You're seeing it wrong. No, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just the way the bikini, like, or the yeah, well, no, whatever, the, the no. swimsuit, like, lays. <laughs> Okay. I got to send you this photo. It's so, send it to me. I just sent so you bad. something too. It's yeah, so I, bad. So, um yeah, let me let me find this and I'll and I'll send it your direction, Dustin, but uh have you ever have you ever filled up at a Maverick gas station before? Do they still pump 85 octane in Utah? Uh I think so. Yes. Cuz normally you're going to see 87 octane pretty much as a standard lowest grade octane out there uh but in utah and i i I believe it was in idaho as well i might be wrong on that it's been so many years since i've been there um but i'm pretty sure you get 85 octane yeah i don't really go with the 85 octane because you go with the premium right you got a a high performance vehicle well it says like premium unleaded only i don't know if they're just saying that because they want you to spend more money so you look like a snob when you're asking to get gas or if it's actually the type of thing where it will build up dis- deposits in your uh, in your engine, but at the same time, that's what I end up going with. So I don't know if it has 85. I usually end up giving 91. I just sent you that photo so you can laugh out loud about that. Because did you see the photo that I sent you? Uh, let me let me check my phone right now. I just find it fascinating because I live in a community that's oh my god, that is the most awesome sweater I've ever seen in my life. I have to have this. Where did you find this amazing piece of material with arms and a place to stick your head and sleeves? God, that is beautiful. It's a Seattle Seahawks vintage Christmas sweater with the old logo with the green and the blue, and it says 1976 on it. That thing is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Santa Claus brought it for me. You got one of those? Buckner, I'm trying not to burp as I'm drinking the Akai Blueberry Pomegranate Vita Rain. Um, so <laughs> Vita Rain Zero, by the way, because I don't want the extra calories. I can't have these. I can't have these empty calories going. It's 2016. It's the year of no empty calories. Um, did you get I did. that? Did you I, get? I, did. I, I got that. Yeah, I got it. That is so cool. 
Send a photo and post it on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Buckner and Ebaum for the listeners to go and check that one out. I know there's a lot of Seahawks fans that listen to the show, and I got to tell you, that's one of the most premium pieces of clothing I've seen all day. There are also a lot of people that hate the Seahawks that listen to the podcast. Let's just get that straight. There are so, like, this is a thing that I've realized over the years, right? Uh, and and I've I've probably discussed it a little bit, and I want to get into some some New Year's resolutions that you and I have. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, um, but just an observation that I've made is, anytime you have a successful team, there are going to be fans that get more hyped up about it. Buckner, I'm not calling you a bandwagon fan, so don't think that that's what I'm doing. But but Buckner, for the most part, has been kind of a peripheral fan, if if that makes sense. Like, you like the Seahawks, that's your team, but you weren't like, you know, you're not all gusto about it. You're not like going to, uh, you know, dedicate an entire Sunday from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. watching nothing but 12 hours of straight football usually, uh, you know, and 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 whatnot. You you have other things to do on Sundays. Dustin, and, everybody knows this. I've never yeah. once shied away from saying right. that right. I am a casual fan of football. In fact, for the longest time, I didn't even like football because I just wasn't into it. And then I met my friend Taylor back when I worked at Costco. This would have been circa 2002, 2003. And he got me into the Seahawks. I ended up going to my first game, and that's when I became a fan. Have I ever been like a diehard t- uh, uh, fan where I could rattle off stats and tell you all the second string players? No. At best, I could probably name five players off the top of my head right now. But that doesn't mean that I don't get hyped up watching them play, and I'm excited for the fact they won't go into the postseason. Especially when you drink one of those B&E, Akai, Blueberry, Pum- uh, sorry, Skittles, Grass, uh, Doug Baldwin sweats. It's drinks. filled with the goodness of Marshawn Lynch because he loves Skittles and we love the Seahawks. But and the intensity of angry Doug Baldwin and his sweat. Have you right, but, straight off his brow? But have you, I know for a fact you've run into these people before that will try to overzealously sell the fact that they are the biggest football fan out there, but they don't know any stats. They don't right. know anything. But no, I'm the biggest fan ever. You're like, but, um, do you know anything about the team? Yeah, I know. But we've got no. people who like hate Seattle too because of because look, the the biggest bandwagon fans on the planet are the Green Bay Packers and Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? And and I'll tell you why. Right? <laughs> Green Bay is a small town. It's the smallest by far in the NFL. It's a small town ba- girl living in a lonely world, taking that but midnight they- train to go to the playoffs. He, yeah, yeah. So, I hate you. And so, you, you screw my train of thought up. But they were very successful in the 60s, okay? And a lot of people, you know, have, have migrated from there. It's cold. People don't like to live in the cold. People, you know, our age and younger will say, they go out to college, they're like, I'm going to go find a job anywhere that is warmer than, you know, 50 degrees on April 1st, okay? So, that's when they leave that area. Pittsburgh, it's... Not big. It's not hum- It's not humongous. It's not tiny. But they were so successful in the seventies. And keep in mind, this is when there were like sixteen effing teams. This is before the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the Jaguars, the, uh, the uh, who else am I missing? The Falcons. Like all these different teams. The um, I'm missing some other Panthers. Uh, you know all these teams that didn't exist back then. And so there were very few, or there were less options, right? So you kind of had to choose regionally or by players or whatever. And a lot of times, as we know, people jump on because of the success of a team. Yep. So yes, a, a lot of a lot of teams, or a lot of uh, sorry, a lot of people have jumped on Seattle because oh, yeah. they they've been pretty fun to watch. They're kind of they're kind of brash. They they don't back down. They play a, a pretty physical style of, of football. It's a little old school, with new school mixing. It's 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 pretty fun to watch most of the time. Plus, Pete Carroll, like, is pretty cool. I live in an area where I think the biggest asshole of a coach in all of the NFL, maybe quite frankly, maybe in all of professional sports, exists. I think Bruce Arians for the Falcons, or sorry, for the for the Cardinals, is just an absolute 
dick. And he's like the anti Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's like excitable. He's you know, he's very complimentary. He will he'll be the first one to say, you know what, we got outplayed. You know, won't make excuses. Bruce Arians, oh, there's five plays that beat us. Well, we beat ourselves. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, he and he actually, like, I think told, like, was telling one of the Seahawks players on Sunday to take a hike as they kind of made a, a play over on his sideline. Like, that's the anti, like, excitable coach. And so I will tell you this much. People say, well, how can you like Pete Carroll? He cheated at USC. Okay, fine. We, that's a different conversation uh, for a different kind of podcast. All right. For, it's, it's for the Buckner Kneebaum Sports Podcast. I think Any, that would be fun. But, I think that would be fun to try to do uh, Buckner Kneebaum Sports Podcast. Um, continue, and then I have one other thing I want to ask you about football. What I'm getting at is that, yes, we have Seahawks fans, but we also people also hate C- Seattle because of their success and because of how vocal and loud and obnoxious the 12s get. And so you're going you're gonna to find that. It's the same reason why people don't like Boston Red Sox fans. It, yeah, and the fact the Patriots, too. I think, too, because the Seahawks kind of came up out of nowhere, and it was such a young team. I mean, you look at how much change the roster had, and then all of a sudden had great success. It was pretty much right when Pete Carroll showed up. They just started having it was, really... Yeah really good success and all of a sudden being becoming contenders and people are like wait what the where did these guys come from it is it is and he and you know he he brought a model of of how to run an organization and so look uh, there's been a a, a, we've had a pretty good run of success as seattle fans um basically since mike holmgren came onto the scene in 99 um made the playoffs uh, like every year except for like four years or five years. I think it's like five years in like the last, you know, 16 years. That's pretty successful. Um, Won a bunch of divisions, won a Super Bowl, all this stuff. So a lot of people, a lot of people hate. That's fine. Uh, What what I want to get to is Seattle plays this weekend. Washington hosts Green Bay. Big stuff happening in the NFC that that I pay attention to. AFC, I I pay less attention to just because that's not the conference that I um, am necessarily looking at all the time. What are you doing for playoffs, Buckner? What do you do? You got something that you're going to make a ritual. I know your birthday's right around the corner. Anything that you're prepping for this? Uh, No, not yet. Uh, I will cross that bridge when we get to it. I will probably hole up at either a friend's house. I have a lot of buddies around here that like to throw uh, post or postseason parties at their place. I'm fascinated, though, what your thoughts are on the San Francisco 49ers with them just canning Tom Sula today and the head office pretty much just wiping their hands of this guy who apparently was loved a lot by the team, by the fans, and really had one hand tied behind his back the entire season. And if you're a Seahawks fan, you hate the 49ers. So we're, I'm kind of glad that they had a terrible season. But at the same time, reading up about this guy, it's like he really didn't ever stand a chance. One no, season. Didn't. No, it, it was a it was a one and done. I mean, he would have had to have been um, Ann Sullivan, the miracle worker, you know, um, to, to be able to have turned that ship around with all the retirements and the trades and um, you know, the, the injuries and stuff that they had and, and whatnot. Um, you know, look, I, I don't ever cry a tear for another organization um, a, at all because they're all paid a bunch of mo- you know, a bunch of money, more money than you and I will ever make. Um, these billionaires that, you know, think that they know everything. Look, Jerry Jones, successful businessman, right? Paul Allen, successful entrepreneur, businessman. Difference is, Jerry Jones thinks he knows what he's doing. He thinks he can put together a team and an organization and a roster himself. Paul Allen's smart enough to say, "I can divvy this out. I'm going to, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out to smarter people when it comes to this sort of decision making. Uh, I'm smart at this, you know, at at example A, but at football, which is example B." I know much less 
uh, about running a successful organization. So I'm going to put myself, I'm going to put the successful people around myself so that they can make the decisions. It is those guys that went and got Pete Carroll. It was those guys that went and got Mike Holmgren. And so that's the difference. Yeah, and, and you have a guy in San Francisco who thinks he knows what he's doing. And so he's more Jerry Jones than he is Paul Allen, than he is Robert Kraft of the Patriots or, you know, whatever. Yeah, because they feel as though they have ownership, so therefore they have to micromanage. Have you ever had to work for one of those people before where they're like, well, I own it, or it's my thing, it's my property, I'm in charge, I run the whole show, I have to micromanage. I'm sure you have a. I'm sure you have a boss. Um, I'm sure you have an owner of the radio uh, group or conglomerate, whatever you want to call it, that like is around, right? I, I'm sure that there's somebody that owns your radio station or radio stations. Uh, are they the the general manager? Are they the ones that are directly making the decisions as to what events to go out to, uh, what music no. to play? No. no, they they will. They will divvy that out to people who know how to run a, a you know directly a radio station, right? And that's, they're, they're they're not arrogant enough to think that they know how to do it. Yeah, and that's that's where you read about this, and you're just like, uh, why don't you get the people in? If you're smart enough to get to the point where you're rich enough to own a professional sports franchise, why don't you stick the people in place? that would be able to make it so that you have a successful sports franchise. It's pretty crazy. So uh, I was way off on my Super Bowl prediction. I still have one of the two teams uh, alive in my Super Bowl prediction. You may go back to the uh, beginning of September uh, in podcast episode number whatever, uh, probably 40-something. And I had predicted it was going to be the Seattle Seahawks versus who? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't. I do not. Your Miami Dolphins! Ba, 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 ba. Why did I choose the Dolphins? Eh, they had a good defense. They um, it, it looked like they were coming off a season that was going to kind of transition into the next one. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I like to take risks on that sort of thing. I don't like to pick the usual suspects. I was gonna. I could pick Denver. You know, I could pick New England. Well, you know, like th- those are those are obvious choices. And sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice. But sometimes it's fun to kind of go off and, and well, let's, pick something else. Let's break it down, okay? So this next weekend, we have Kansas City taking on Houston. We have Pittsburgh taking on Cincinnati, and then yep. Sunday, Seattle taking on Minnesota. Green Bay taking on Washington. You can buy tickets cheap in Minnesota because it's going to be maybe single-digit degrees. It might be under 10 degrees there. And they're playing in an outdoor facility. They're playing at the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers Outdoor Stadium because they're waiting. They're building a brand-new state-of-the-art facility for the Vikings. Didn't the the Vikings stadium, like, collapse because of all the snow that they would get? Yeah, that old Metrodome wasn't necessarily like a concrete roof, say, for instance, like the Kingdome had. Ah. It was it, it was kind of like a big baggie, almost. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, so there was like too much rain or it was too much snow. Was like too much snow like weighed on top of it and just like like partially collapsed it. It was like a big balloon almost. Like seriously, like a big hot air balloon. That's funny. Yeah. So you, you, can, you can buy tickets for cheap, fly out there. Uh, That'd be you fun. Know, pro- yeah, yeah, probably get reasonable. I, I think tickets, uh, airline tickets, when I was looking on Sunday night, were like $280 round trip. Awesome. So you could probably do it under $500 round trip. Because so, tickets, tickets were under like 50 bucks. So who's your picks for the weekend? Um, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Seattle, Washington. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Seattle, and Washington. Interesting, really. You think three, three road teams? Yeah. You think uh, Washington will beat Green Bay? Green Bay hasn't done jack on offense. You think the Bengals will beat Pittsburgh? No, I said Steelers. Yeah, you thought the Steelers will win. Yeah. So why are you asking me about if the Bengals will beat the Steelers? I don't know, because uh, Cincinnati's had a pretty interesting season, and Pittsburgh's kind of been hit or miss. But you think they're heating up in the postseason? Pittsburgh got. 
maybe the most dynamic offense in the NFL. And Cincinnati has a really good defense. Um, they're number two in giving up uh, points all year long. And, but here's a big and, but they have a backup quarterback clean. They have A.J. McCarron. Remember A.J. McCarron? That was, that's the boyfriend, the, Al- the old Alabama quarterback. That was oh, the yeah. boyfriend of, yeah, of the yeah, girl yeah. that Brett Musburger was hitting on. Yeah, like, that's right. Oh, look at her. I, I wonder if they're still together. Because she kind of became, she had like her 15 minutes. I can't even remember her name right now. Oh, boy. Look at, look at A.J. McCarron's girlfriend. Boy, I would like to bang the bejesus out of her. I'm Brett Musburger. You are looking live. It's Catherine Webb. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they're still together or not. Doesn't say. Has she done a Playboy spread? Uh, no. Playboy's done. Just doing all full nude, right? Uh, I think they're done. Done as far as like... Uh, Webb and AJ and McCarran announced their engagement in March 2014 and were married in 2014 in Alabama. She was four months pregnant with their first son. Uh, so they're totally married. In Alabama. Yeah. So good. Uh, on, Brett Musburger. Good on um, him. They're already going to the play, uh, postseason, so he's probably getting paid. He getting paid. Yeah, yeah. he's a backup, though. though he, I mean, yeah. he, I'm sure. Sure. He's making a few hundred thousand dollars a year. But, you know, it's not like he's making Russell Wilson money now. Yeah, but if he keeps this up, you know, he won't be uh, he won't be back up for long. If he's effective in the postseason. If he's effective in the postseason, yes, correct. Correct. We, we've seen that before. Tom Brady comes to mind. Speaking of football, Dustin brought up one of the funniest things that I never thought about. Talking about the Seahawks. Just Just break it down. This is your story. What? About the music. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and, and I, I tweeted this out on Sunday um, because uh, every time, like, Seattle plays or, you know, if, if there's another, you know, team playing, when they go, when the, uh, when the broadcast goes uh, to break, they start blaring some music, generally speaking. So, like, big interception for Richard Sherman. They're going to play, you know, Man in the Box by Alice in Chains, and they go cut to commercial. Or, you know, oh, big fumble recovery by middle linebacker Bobby Wagner. Oh, they're going to play Even Flow by Pearl Jam. Uh, oh, touchdown, Russell Wilson. Oh, keeper, an eight-yard keeper into the end zone. They're going to play Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, no, seriously, yes. It, it, Sunday they played, uh, they played Rooster. Uh, by Alice in Chains, and I was thinking, wow, that would be really cool, but that kind of leaves out a lot of Seattle bands. You got your typical, usual players. You got your Pearl Jams, your Nirvanas, your Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Jimi Hendrix, that's that's another solid Seattle choice, but what if they started playing other tunes? Lesser-known artists that that people know of, but they don't necessarily equate with Seattle. Here's one, here's one for you. Russell Wilson tosses the ball. Doug Baldwin catches it, runs it in for a touchdown. That's right, a touchdown for the Seahawks. They start playing Modest Mouse. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got one. I got one. Okay, all right. Marshawn Lynch, a 65-yard touchdown. Oh, my goodness. It's a playoff Seattle record. Holy cow. Seattle up. Oh, I can barely handle it. Let's cut to a little death cap for cutie after that big, huge run. I'll tell you what, Dustin, nothing gets me out of my seat like listening to some good old Death Cab. There's a few choices for them. You know, like, 
meet me on the equinox. Like, I've seen them live. Have you seen them live? I haven't. I haven't. Um, when I when I was dating the ex-wife, she liked Death Cab for Cutie. I was like, I don't like him. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I don't like him. I don't like his whiny voice. I hate his lyrics. Um, here's here's an example what of the lyric. It? What was his name? Ben Gibbard? I think yeah, his name is. Yeah, something like that. Benjamin here's, Gibbard! Here's an example of the lyrics. The glove compartment is inaccurately named, and everybody knows it. So I'm proposing a swift orderly change. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is great. Earl Thomas with a 50-yard interception return! Oh, the crowd goes wild! The 12th man is losing their mind! Cue the death cab for cutie! So I saw him in Arizona when I was dating the ex-wife, and I was like, okay, she likes him, I don't. But they're from Seattle, so I will support them. And we've talked about it before. I will support anything from Seattle, generally speaking, with the exception of Starbucks. And so, <laughs> and and, uh, and of course, uh, the Seattle Supersonics. Well, they don't exist anymore, a-hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I went, and I, it was, I'll be honest, it was probably the most painful hour and a half of music that I've ever had to sit through. Really? You don't like Stand- them at all? I don't. I don't. Okay. I, I dig them, but I'm not going to be jamming them cranked up in my car. Ricardo Lockett with a 109 yard. Like, uh, dang it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Dirt Ricardo, Ricardo Lockett with a 109 yard touchdown return for, for oh, the kickoff. Oh, my goodness. This young man, Ricardo Lockett, kill up the presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> oh, my God. Love the presidents. The funniest- this is actually less bad than the last two ones. It's actually, yeah, I actually like these guys a lot. It was weird because the thing about the... They played on a two-string bass and a three-string guitar. Man, those guys were good back in the day. I was a president of the United States of America super fan. I had all their albums. They were great. And then like that, they were gone. They were just like, yeah, that was fun. All right, we're going to do something else now. Yeah, I, I had a chance to go see Soundgarden in the last, what I thought was going to be their last show. We, no, Nobody knew it was going to be their last show. Now, mind you, this is like 97, right? Right. On the way to uh, downtown Seattle, I, I I can't remember where they were playing. They might have been playing the Key Arena, but it might have been like the old Coliseum. And apparently Presidents of the United States of America were going to open up for them, but I didn't really know that or I guess maybe care to find out. I was just interested in seeing Soundgarden. Um, and so on my way, getting on to uh, I-5 northbound, Buckner, yeah, and uh, at two seventy second in Federal Way, Ooh. and like right, right as we're getting on the on ramp, we're listening to ninety nine point nine KISW, the Seattle's rock. best rock. And uh, they're like, if you're heading downtown to see the Soundgarden concert, turn around because it's been postponed. And I was like, oh no, and I couldn't make the re, I couldn't, I, I couldn't see the uh, um, the uh, makeup show. And so I never got to see him live back then. That was kind of at the, you know, peak of their powers, so to speak. And uh, yeah, they're gonna play. I'm not a big fan of the president. Sorry, I, I'm 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 trashing on some Seattle music here. I got I, feel I got one more. Bad. I got one more for you. Okay, I'm listening. For the extra two points, Stephen Hauschka coming up, and he kicks it through the uprights. Cue the Macklemore. Eight hundred cash. That's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. These guys are so easy to hate on. I hear crap about Macklemore all the time because he became so popular so fast. 
and they won a Grammy, and a lot of people thought Kendrick Lamar should have won it instead. And so everyone's like, oh, well, is he a one-hit wonder? Does he have what it takes to, 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 to last? Then he busted out the downtown song, and that's kind of been impacting radio right now. I like Macklemore. I, I, I have no reason not to like him, you know. He's from Seattle. He's got some uh, catchy tunes. He does have some catchy tunes. And, and I, I, mean, I will grant you that. I get it why people are like, oh, oh, you like Macklemore? Are you, like, you going to go listen to Macklemore rolling around on your hoverboard? You big dub-dumb? <laughs> big dummy? I'm like, yeah, I think I will. With your Beats headphones in? <laughs> you going to the gym, bro? Gonna listen to Macklemore at the gym? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> do you? <laughs> what are you gonna like, do? Do some CrossFit now? I like the Macklemore. I like the Macklemore when I'm CrossFitting. I, I I know, man. When you are throwing, when you're like, when when you're pushing a big, gigantic, like ninety pound <laughs> tire, and then you're like swinging those ropes around, and then you're jumping up on a box. Like there is nothing that'll get you more amped up than a little downtown. Than a little. My seat is leather. I write a line as pleather, but girl. Ooh, girl! You don't need a Uber. You don't need a cab. Fuck a bus pass. You got a moped, man. She got <laughs> now, how about this one? I, I don't know if you're going to have another one queued up. This is something that we actually kind of pre planned, which is fun. But uh, here's another one. Back to punt, John Ryan. John Ryan kicks it 75 yards straight in the air. This has got to be some sort of record. Oh, who is. Who's this? Oh, it's Richard Sherman. He just knocked the ball out. Oh, and he takes it in for a touchdown. Cue the Sir Mix-a-Lot. just turn up the box for the mix a <laughs> My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't. Everybody knows the, the, the baby got back. Everyone knows Baby Got Back, but there were more tunes on that. Actually, this came out before. Yeah, it did. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. This one came out before Baby Got Back. My Posse's on Broadway and Beepers, two of my favorite all-time rap songs. Wow. Let's see if I can find My Posse's on Broadway really quick. That was such a good song back in the day. And it was weird because there was a lull between... Was Sir Mix-a-Lot popular before Nirvana? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because I think, I want to say my posse's on Broadway, and you'll be able to look it up when you're looking it up. I want to say that came out in like 90 or 91. I might be wrong on that. Yeah. But I remember, so my friend Steve, loyal listener, loyal podcast listener, Steve Dix, um, I was in his wedding uh, in 2013. And he got a limo, and all the all the wedding party went to go take some after wedding photos. Tight, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the first tune that we bumped in downtown Seattle was this song. My posse's on Broadway. What year's that? My posse's on Broadway. I gotta look it up. It's not coming up with a date. Just an upload Broadway. date. Kid sensation at home. Kid sensation. This is Oh my god. 89. Is it 89? Not even close. Well, actually, yeah, two years off. 1987. No way. Yeah. The J.R. Ewing of Seattle. See, hardly anybody would get that from the show Dallas, right? Right. And it's, dude, it is crazy. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because on the album cover, Sir Mix-a-Lot's like holding the space needle like he's holding his junk. Like he's all super tall. Like the, the girls were getting hungry and Mix-a-Lot's treating 
Um, oh, I can't even think of it. Uh, so we stopped Taco Bell for some Mexican eating, but Taco Bell was closed. The girls was on my tip. She said, go back the other way. We'll stop. They needed dicks. Dicks is the place where the poor hang out. The swaths like to play and the rich flaunt clout. Larry is the white guy. People think he's funny. A real estate investor who makes a lot of money. Clacking lots of dollars. We all got gold. Cruising in his bins and ain't got no place to go. Will in 23rd, we saw nothing but thugs. The girlies was too skinny from smoking all them drugs. Cause the rock <laughs> man got them in the bus. This has got to be. This is my favorite rap song. <laughs> I haven't heard this song in such a long time. <laughs> it's time to get deaf. Any time that a guy that was rapping used the word deaf to equate to being like awesome. Like, that's my type of rap, man. So funny. I did not know that this song came out in 87. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Such a good time. And so, listen like, to that enti- I could listen to that entire song right now. And it, that's bad podcasting. Macklemore actually threw Sir Mix on to one of his music videos. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but... I was watching the music video, and he played a tow truck driver, and he, like, towed this Cadillac, and he was all stoked because he was towing a Cadillac. What are you looking more, most forward to in 2016, Buckner? <sighs> Trying to make up for some of the resolutions that were failed in 2015. Oh. You know, you know when you yeah. make a New Year's resolution, and then they don't come true, so you're like, you know what? I'm just going to dust off my heels and try one more time. I lo- no, I like that. That is a that is a fantastic thought. I haven't even thought about that. Because you got to, you know, you can't go into it with a loser's spirit. I don't know. Last year sucked. So this year's probably not going to be much better. No. You got to go in with a renewed vigor. You got to go in with a winner's attitude, a winner's spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So for- winners clock them dollars. Yeah. Last year, one of my New Year's resolutions was to become a video game voiceover guy. Since that, that career a- didn't happen, I am going to be one of the biggest video game voiceover guys the world has ever seen. You're going to be hearing my voice all over all su- sorts of video games. One of mine from last year, just thinking back, was uh, I didn't want to just like have a a little bit of a fling with this young lady. I wanted to I wanted to marry her. She's my type of woman. Talented, beautiful. Amanda Seafried, ladies and gentlemen. I did not get to marry her in 2015. 2016? Question mark. Don't know. You know, Dustin, something else that I didn't accomplish that I really had my, my sights set on was getting my part-time semi-professional career in demolition derby going on it didn't you go to a lot of those places so you know what it's like (sighs) going out to midvale utah i believe they have a really big one um think you're right (laughs) um what's what's another one that they have a really big uh demolition derby at i know we have one for our fair our fair is a really big one as well um I want to learn how to become a demolition derby driver, Dustin. And I think, you know, if they, you know what they say. You set your mind to it. You can do anything. I want to get back to something real quick. Have you jumped on board on the Dustin Ebaum loving of Amanda Seafried yet? Like, do you? Have you changed your way? Because in oh, 2015, yeah. you were not a big fan. Right. You made fun of me for liking her and... Uh, you know, ips de facto, ipso de facto, you hated her. You were making fun of her. I was making fun of her because of your love for her. But you know what? I had to, much like going to the doctor's office and you go and you get a second opinion, mm-hmm. I had to give Amanda C. I'm typing it in right now, Seafried. What was she in that was like a really good movie? Was she in any good, mo- uh, any good movies? In 2015? Any movies, anytime. Ever. Ever. 
Um, wasn't she in? She was in uh, Mamma Mia, Les Mes, Dear Les John, Mes. Red Riding Hood, a bunch of movies I didn't see. But uh, I will say this: um, You've seen Mean Girls. Her, after giving her a second opinion, she's pretty foxy. Her eyeballs are still a little big okay. for her head, but there's other parts. She's anatomically correct, in my opinion. I think that's a, a PG way of saying it. I find her to be anatomically correct. So basically what you're saying is you like her boobies and her butt. I didn't say that. No, but you're implying that. I thought her arms were uh, the proportional length to her <laughs> legs and kneecaps. Yeah. She didn't look like a gorilla with super long like arms, and she didn't look like Wee Man with super short arms. <laughs> her legs weren't all stubby and weird looking. No, her legs were <laughs> like no- Peter Dinklage. <laughs> she didn't have Peter Dinklage legs, and yet, so for that, I find her to be uh, anatomically correct. Yeah. I, so I, when she what? was out on the red carpet in high heels, she looked like a sexy lady. Yes. Yeah, I guess uh, in hindsight, I, you know what the movie that did it for me was Ted Two. Well, I think that's what we were talking about. I think we had talked about Ted 2 and the fact that I thought that she was good-looking out of that movie, and you were and you were like, oh, she's got those big alien eyeballs. Oh, they look like they're popping out of her head. She looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. I'm like, no, she doesn't, Buckner. All right. I have a feeling that you could talk about Amanda Seyfried and your love for her for the rest of the podcast. I screwed up on my last podcast. On the last podcast, I screwed it up. I said that I thought Jessica Chastain, and she's right there. They're neck and neck. About who you would like to kiss for 2016? Yes, we'll use the word kiss. Okay. Well, Uh, (laughs) In 2015, somebody, somebody is comparing Amanda Seyfried to Golem because of their big old wonky eyeballs. I just said that. Well, I didn't have the picture up, and now I have the picture up. Do you listen to anything that I say? Yes, sometimes. That's what you're supposed to be like. What? <laughs> um, in 2015, one of my failed resolutions was Buckner. Um, This was kind of a joint uh, resolution. I was kind of, I was like, look, I like Buckner. He's a good kid. He's a nice kid. Uh, We do this podcast thing together. We have, you know, a couple listeners via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Facebook.com, slash Buckner and E-Bomb. I wanted to be worldwide sensations in 2015. We didn't quite make it there. So this year, as I put together a documentary... As you take control of 96X and, and I don't know what else, Periscope, via Periscope, we're going to become international sensations. I love it. I like that. In fact, I was thinking we need to start an Instagram page to add to that next layer of awesome so that we can do the total encompassing of all social media networks at the same time. I like that. You know, I feel as though everyone uses a hashtag to put it in front of a word that they're trying to use because hashtags are so popular. It's got to be a way that we can somehow become the next hashtag, Dustin. Well, remember, we had hashtag all. You came up with that. I did. I did. That that was the next pharma, the the next pharmaceutical giant. You have your Viagra's, your Cialis, your uh, Prilosec ACT or whatever from that uh, Larry the Cable Guy Mater. That was a a really good Uh, callback. That was a really good callback. Got the hashtag roll. Yeah. The hashtag roll, I, I really do feel like, you know, you pop one of those and all of a sudden your presence on social media becomes... Uh, like uh, 50%, 75%, 150% better than it was before hashtag a troll. It's FDA pending approval. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Chinese do with it. But what I'm thinking is if we can really start utilizing all the different formats, we're going to do some cross-promotional format-specific uh, entertainment for our peeps out there. Something else that we didn't utilize, Dustin, and I know that I was bagging on you to try to get into this for 2015 Mm -hmm. maybe this is the year that you and i both 
will start doing stand-up comedy. I'm not funny. I'm not funny. I don't pretend to be funny. I hate everybody. Shut up. I hate you. You know, there's days that I just want to strangle you. I want your eyeballs to pop out like Amanda Seyfried's. <laughs> and, you know, I want to just start choking you in your eye. I'm, like, I'm a little like worried. Bart Simpson. I'm a little worried that if you do that to me, you might start hitting on me. Hey, what's up? You know, they're googly eyes looking all weird. I like I like how you're anatomically correct, Amanda <laughs> Buckner. Are you going to start using that? You can have that, by the way. You start finding. No, like, I'm not. No, if you, if no, you no, run no, into no, no. a gal that you find to be, you know, somewhat attractive, you can go look. Hey, I find you to be anatomically correct, and I'd like to take you out for a pizza sometime, maybe a calzone. And I'm gonna start singing like Meet Me on the Equinox. <laughs> the glove compartment is inaccurately named. And everybody knows it. You sound just like him. So I'm proposing a swift, orderly change. I was searching for some legal Okay, I'm turning this off. This does not I hate, make me. This is the, the 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 biggest complaint that I've ever had about that band is the fact that their drums sound just awful. Like because they don't sound like drums. this. That's the Oh, there's your lyric part. They said, go back the other way, we'll stop and eat a dip. Fix is the place where the cool hang out. The swaths like to play and the rich flaunt. You're out. saying that the that's where the poor people eat. It's where the cool hang out. You're totally well, wrong about the, that. It's everybody. So the, where the poor like go to eat, the swaths like to play, and the rich flaunt clout. So you have three different people there. You got the poor, you got the swaths, a.k.a. cool, and you got the rich. Okay, I see what you're trying to do here. You got everybody. You got all the socioeconomic subgroups there. For real in 2016, a couple of cool things coming up. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. this week, um, Seattle hero, legend, um, is going to be inducted. Uh, well, not be inducted, but he's going to officially be announced as a uh, Hall of Fame induction. That takes place in July. I am uh, preparing... And, and getting tickets and everything ready to go to fly out to Cooperstown, New York. Uh, the problem is, is the closest airport is in Utica. Yeah. I don't know if I can even get a direct flight to Utica. So I might be flying into Albany and taking, <laughs> and, and taking a drive out to, to the wonderful uh, northern New York area. Um, but that'll be, that'll be a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, I got a couple of other things going on. Um, back a, a few podcasts ago, I think this is when we were talking about hashtagatrol. How do you say it? I, I'm saying it differently than you are. I called it hashtagatrol, but it's hashtagatrol. It's the same thing. You know, we're still waiting for FDA approval. Yeah. I mean, the Chinese have been helping out with it, trying to get the ginseng and the rhino horn going on. Dude, rhino horn prices in 2015 are through the roof, man. Well, what we can do, and, and maybe you can, we can get hashtagatrol through Mexico or Canada. I don't know, man. Well, look, when I was in Mexico a couple of years ago, I was, they have signs like HGH. Uh, oh, really? Steroids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked in. I was like, you guys got any steroids or HGH? And they're like, no. And I'm like, dude, you guys say it right on your door. You're supposed to say the the secret password. Of course, they're gonna yeah. say no the minute you ask because they think you're police. Police, yeah. Um, so, what we need to do is we need to breed rhinos. We need to make wow. rhinos sexy. You know how there's like chicken farms, there's pig farmers, right? There's dairy farmers. Let's start getting our hands on rhinos, making them sexy. And just breed the crap out of them for their horns, so that we can so that we can extract the rhino, the juice out of the rhino horns. 
Thank you for checking out uh, episode 60, chopping it up into two pieces for 2016, the first podcast out of the gate. Uh, Stay tuned for portion number two. A little bit more serious, but definitely a lot of good things you don't want to miss out. Of course, always, uh, if you get the chance, follow the show on facebook.com forward slash Buckner and Ebomb and uh, over on the Twitter as well at Buckner and Ebomb.